0: Hello guys, and this is a special fucking series. (laughs) There I am with the cursing ready. There goes the monetization. But anyway, why are we here? Um, I'm calling this The Nemesis Project. And what is The Nemesis Project? Well, if you didn't watch the YouTube video on Game Journal, it's going to be a special thing where we just sit down and talk about Resident Evil and why we like it. And we have about seven episodes and today's episode is the birth episode and it's going to have four parts so we're going to have resident evil one resident evil two resident evil three and then the infamous code veronica so Ooh. yeah i am joe dubs with me i have zach. i don't know what do you what do you want to be called do you just want to be called zach or do you have any fancy name you want to be using
1: no, you just call me zach it's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i have zach with me and We're both big Resident Evil fans. Isn't that right?
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: So I have a little structure here and I call this a podcast because I'm used to doing podcasts, but it's going to be posted on YouTube and it's also going to be posted on uh, com, where uh, it's my own little website where we do everything nerdy. And, you know, video games, wrestling, I I consider wrestling nerdy. What about you, Zach?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's definitely a a niche product, I would say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so anything nerdy, comic books, you know, video games, wrestling, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, back to Resident Evil. So I have this split up into like four uh, sections on uh, the Google Doc that we're using here. So let's get into the first, uh get to the house. But the reason why I had that as, as get to the house is because you have the live action cutscene, you have the voice acting, but let's let's go into the origin of the game and what I mean by origin is the development. I'm not big into the history, I just know that it was it was branched off of a game called Sweet Home. Is that correct, Zach? <coughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. It was uh, originally uh, intended to be like a sequel to that game, Sweet Home, on NES, which is like a weird... It's based on a Japanese movie that never came out anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a JRPG, but a horror-themed JRPG. And there's a lot of the same kind of things. Like, they go through doors, and there's like a door-opening animation, and there's like inventory management, and there's different endings, and all that kind of stuff. Very similar.
0: Yeah, I was looking at the uh, Wikipedia of this game because I never played this game. Did it ever come to the States, Sweet Home, or is it just Japan?
1: No, it stayed in Japan until eh, maybe uh, five years ago when uh, game reproduction kind of stuff started to really take off here. Now you can buy a reproduced copy of it that you can just put in your NES and it'll play it. I actually have one.
0: Yeah, Sweet Home is uh 29 years old. 1989 it came out on December 15th. Um yeah, and it also has like mansions in it, so I could definitely see where they were uh influenced by this game to make it on its own. Uh the thing between Resident Evil and how Japan titled their game Resident Evil. They didn't use Resident Evil. They used Biohazard. Yeah. Uh which apparently was renamed for North America and Europe markets after Chris Kramer, director of communications at Capcom pointed out that it would be impossible to trademark the name in the United States in uh, 1992. God, what, what what a year, 1992, the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I, do you think it would have been terrible to trademark? I mean, obviously he was, he was a man of power of knowing the market but i think i think it would have sold really well like to me i'd be like biohazard that sounds like a cool name let me get
1: that i think uh his thought behind it was uh i think i read this somewhere that um there were too many other things trademarked as with biohazard and he thought there would potentially be a fight over that or there would be confusion or something mm mm-hmm. mhm like, I think there was a band called Biohazard, and there was some PC game in the 90s around that time called Biohazard. There's a bunch of stuff called that back then.
0: Yeah, and then eventually they changed it to Resident Evil, which uh, I think Resident Evil 7 is when they started using both combined. <laughs> Where it's like Biohazard, Resident Evil 7 or something like that. It was like intertwined. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, anyway, back to Resident Evil 1. Uh, I'm going to butcher all these Japanese names, so I apologize in advance, but uh, the development of the first Resident Evil game, uh, Resident Evil game began in 1993 where uh, Tokiro Forwaja, <laughs> I don't know how to fucking say his name, <laughs> conceived as the remake of his earlier 1989, what, what we talked about Sweet Home, and uh, Shinji Mikami, I think I said that right.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shinji Mikami.
0: Uh when in the late 1994 marketing executives were setting up to bring the game to the United States. Thank God imagine if we never got Resident Evil we wouldn't be here doing this podcast <laughs> and we wouldn't have the, this great franchise to talk about.
1: Yeah like from what I understand originally it was it started as like a really small team and over time like the game changed, and slowly they kept getting more people onto their team until eventually it became kind of a big project.
0: hmm Yeah. I mean, uh, what was it here? It so says it pointed out it's a DOS game. has been uh, recently registered under that name, uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, it was later ported to what you played uh, on your YouTube channel, the Sega Saturn, which uh, mm-hmm. I need to get. <laughs> Um, I will say this: PlayStation definitely had more power uh, than the Sega Saturn. I I believe Sony came out after Sega Saturn, or probably the same time, if I'm correct.
1: Um, they were kind of, Saturn was at first going to come out later, but uh, at like an E3, I think around '95 or something they went ahead and jumped the gun on their release date and rushed it out before the PlayStation would come out. Oh. Um, so, yeah. As to whether or not it's more powerful, one's more powerful than the other. Uh, so the, the PlayStation was a lot easier to program for compared to the Saturn, which was, like, super hard because of how it was built.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why 3D on it sometimes looks choppy or weird, but... There's uh, pretty good examples of decent 3D on there. It's it's not like it's not like you can't find a good 3D game on it.
0: Yeah, and it, it the music I will say uh, was different uh, compared to the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation. And what you told me that during the stream is that the Sega Saturn was the original soundtrack, and then when they had the director's cut, uh, they remixed it and it was just terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, the the PlayStation the first PlayStation version has the same soundtrack, the one where it comes in the long box or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they both have that same track, and then yeah, they decided to do a remix uh, with uh, I can't remember that guy's name. He's got kind of a long name, um, but it was a guy who was blind and he was called like uh, deaf, and he was like called Japanese Beethoven and all this stuff, and he turned out to be like a huge fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you can't actually read or write music or something. And he had like a ghost writer the entire time.
0: It's like he got, imagine if they had like a, a MacBook back then and he went on like Apple music or something and the garage band and just started like remixing all the old, uh, <laughs> the old music and be like, Oh, I remixed it. It's amazing now. And then they're like, perfect. Let's put it into the director's cut.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's seriously a joke though. You can I can think of two tracks off the top of my head that you could like compare and be like, "Oh my god, why did they do that?" One's like the Mansion Basement. Um mm. and the other one I think uh, I don't remember the exact track name, but it's when you fight the the spider sub boss in the tunnels.
0: Yeah. Um, everything but, everything about Resident Evil with their soundtracks is it's so iconic no matter what game it is. It's just the mood uh is so different in each part of the levels, which I find funny that in every Resident Evil there's like four levels. It's like you start at, at like the main level where, where if it's like a police station or a mansion. And then you have your underground sewer. And then eventually you make it to a laboratory that is conveniently conveniently under every game that you play. Because yeah. um, Umbrella likes to plant uh laboratories underground. So uh is there any other like history tidbits that uh, I haven't touched on yet that uh, you want to mention?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, like they they went ahead and decided like 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 we were talking about before. It's like, oh, this will be like a sequel to Sweet Home or a remake, and then very quickly they figured out nobody's gonna know what that is. <laughs> like and uh they went ahead and started uh Resident Evil and at first it was going to be like a first person game
0: mm-hmm. with
1: paranormal elements now that sounds kind of familiar if you think about 7
0: yeah um and
1: that got changed over time to what we have now
0: yeah that, we'll we'll eventually talk about 7 but like when you look at Resident Evil 1 and then the evolution of the games it's like the zombies become less of a thing. It's more about the virus than anything and the company of umbrella, uh, which kind of gets lost in translation. People go, well, like, where's my zombies? That's all I care about. And then, uh, they get all pissed off when it comes down to like, re- even Resident Evil four, when you had the Urboros and the village and the cult and everything, like, what am I playing? <laughs> but what, what do you think about that?
1: Um, yeah, they kind of, I guess they figured, or Nakami figured anyway, he, he felt that it needed to change, so he did that, but uh, yeah, I don't know, a lot of people did get kind of bent out of shape about that, how it changed from zombies to just uh, random mutate monsters and stuff, but I don't know, yeah, I feel like they definitely have their place, There's, like with the uh, Resident Evil 2 just came out, I think zombies are back, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. And eventually we're going to get all the remakes. We don't know what, I mean, we know Resident Evil 3 Remake is in the work, it's in development. But we don't even know how far they're going to go. They could go all over again, possibly Resident Evil 1, possibly RE4, 5, 6, uh, not 7, obviously, because that's new. But it would be interesting to see what they do. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Things Things are definitely looking up.
0: What was I going to say? Resident Evil... Man, Resident Evil 1 was... I I never... Here's a a quick personal story. I know we have that in a different section, but I never played Resident Evil 1 when it first came out. I actually played Resident Evil 1 second from Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 was my first Resident Evil game. uh, Which is a good thing, because I think if I played Resident Evil 1... I would have been like, ah, it's pretty cool, you know, it has zombies and bosses and stuff, but Resident Evil 2 was fucking amazing. And I know I know we're, this is not the Resident Evil 2 episode or part, <laughs> but uh it just that's a quick side note. Uh, trying to think what else we could talk about origin-wise. Is there any 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 other history you got on your mind of this game?
1: Um that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, you've, you know, everything else you get real in depth into, but that's pretty much all the bullet points for it.
0: Cool. So let's move on to the infamous live action cutscene. When I first popped this in, uh, when I bought this game in 1999, uh, (laughs) and keep in mind, I did play games that had FMV, so I knew that there was like actors and stuff in games, but when I first played it, I'm like, is this the game? Am I doing f m v
1: yeah, if you look at the box it's it's funny like we either it doesn't even matter what version you own when you look at the box anywhere on it there's no f m v on it anywhere there's no there's no shots of that opening cutscene hmm then you pop that in and start it, and then it's like okay
0: <laughs>
1: it rem- it, rem- it just goes into the game after that,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, a sci-fi uh, B-movie, like, a the sci-fi channel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you, you would pop this on and be like, oh, you know, I'll watch this on, like, a Saturday afternoon, you know, when it's raining or something. And it's on a game. Uh, there's actually a little uh, side story about the Jill Valentine actor that they can't find her <laughs> in real life. Uh Inez she's called or something like that, that's where she's credited on IMDb. Uh, I forgot what video I watched, but apparently they don't know where this Actor is. And
1: yeah, there's this dude that's been making videos like he made one really good video about it. I can't remember the guy's name or his channel or anything. Uh, it got linked to me originally, um, and he was talking about the guy that played Barry and he was able to track down some information about some of the other guys, like the guy that played Chris, who uh, died, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think even the guy that played Wesker, they were able to kind of track him down.
0: Yeah, nobody, Wesker nobody was the great find, part.
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody can find Inez, which I think is a, a false name. <laughs> so.
0: I, I Again, I don't know the the video and I'll link it in the description below um but anyway like it was so crazy and just the the sound editing in it was so horrible too because there's a part where Jill Valentine uh just goes into frame and she he goes "Joseph!" and yeah. I, and the lips are not with the the voice at all it was just so terrible um
1: i think they shot it all in like one take so yeah there's that aspect of it and then it was hot outside it was real muggy and nobody wanted to be there especially inez she did not want to be there at all you could tell looking at her in the footage
0: oh yeah (laughs) especially especially when they're naming off like barry burton chris redfield um you could tell they were all sweaty and just like come on let's get this over with so i can drink some water I bet I bet you they didn't get any lunch, they're just like, here's one take, here's like a hundred dollars and get in these costumes.
1: I think they literally found some of these people just, you know, on the street or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's not that's not a lie from what I've understood about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And to kind of give a description, and you'll see the video on YouTube when I post it up and the video here that we're talking about, uh it's a quick what do you say, like two minute video of just them running and be like get to that house and then like uh you see brad the helicopter like
1: no don't go yeah he sticks his arm out like all melodramatically i like how he got really into it at least he hammed it up (laughs) like
0: yeah it was so fucking cheesy and i loved it so much like i'm a sucker for b movies uh, mm-hmm. I think they're great. Uh if anybody remembers the room with the uh, Tommy Wassell, like it, yes. It's that level kind of acting in this and uh you know they have the dogs chasing after them and they they say get to that house. They should have said get to that mansion because they were going to a mansion, not a house.
1: <laughs> yeah, they always call it house even in the game. It was like this house is huge. We can get lost and all this other stuff. It was like, I'm going back to the other house to look for clues. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, I wish my house was that big. That's not a fucking house. That's a mansion.
0: <laughs> well, I think Barry Burton is the only, the voice actor, it was the only was like, wow, what a mansion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the other thing about that uh, cutscene though, is like, it's it's all in black and white. There's two versions of it, actually. There's the black and white version that, I have that I played through on the Saturn. It has it. Um, I think the PlayStation version is also black and white, uh, no matter what, what version of it you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a color version that's completely uncut. Like it, it shows more of uh Joseph getting mauled to death by the dogs and everything. Yeah. And it's the, the, the uh, cinematography for that part is actually kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> despite everything else,
0: yeah, it's it's way of ahead of its time, I think. And um, the uh, maybe it was the director's cut that was color colorized, if I'm correct, right? Maybe. No, it,
1: it wasn't. I think those are. Uh, you can only see the color version on the Japanese uh, copies. Like I think the Saturn Japanese version has it, and maybe one of the PlayStation ones does.
0: Japanese always get the good stuff while well, we always get the hand-me-downs here in America. Now yeah. it's now it's now it's kind of the other way around with games. Now it's like we get the good stuff and then Japan gets the hand-me-downs. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it's totally flipped now.
0: Mhm. Um anything else about the cutscene? I mean, if you never played the game, uh I recommend what do you recommend? Do you recommend them playing on the Saturn if they have one, or do you recommend them play the PlayStation to go see the cutscene?
1: Um, for the cutscene, it doesn't matter much. You could play any version. I recommend playing any version of this game, really, even the director's cutter DualShock with the bad music. It's, it's going to be your first time playing, so you don't even really know what to expect going in anyway. Mm-hmm. So... Any, any version of it, as long as it's like within reach and doesn't cost a ton of money, go for it.
0: Cool. Now from a bad cutscene, we go into bad voice acting. Oh boy. So there are many uh gems and I will do a montage right now, uh, where pretty much you have all the the bad voices, so here you go. So <laughs> for recording sake that's me saying to cut and do all the montage of all the games, uh, all the the voices there, so boom. <laughs> um You have some gems like when I forgot the guy's name. I feel like a resident evil noob right now, but he gets bitten by the snake. And uh Richard. Yeah, Richard, there you go. And he goes, Oh no, I forgot the serum.
1: <laughs> there are terrible demons. Oh, shit. <laughs> he looks <laughs> a blood spurts out of him when he says that.
0: And then the part where, uh, again, I'm blanking on the name, but you, the part where Barry Burton is like, do you want to go ahead? And then when you played it that night, he told Barry to go ahead, and then he got shot. <laughs> he
1: got freaking shot. He, like, turned left. There was a door. You heard a door open, and then you heard a gunshot. It was it. <laughs> And then somehow he ended up uh, at the uh, the room I just came from is where I found him, even though he left me to go to another room. Mm. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> but you meet another Stars member there, and when you play it as Chris, oh my god, you get berated by him like you're a fucking traitor. Like I know it was you all along, and Chris is like, "What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, buddy." And he
1: goes to he goes to shoot him, and then Chris is like, "Don't!" Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like amazing. It's just like that.
0: Yeah, just like how you see the live cut uh, cut scene, you see it in the voice acting. And I have a we call it. I have an article here that talks about the voice acting. They had a little. Uh, what was it like a? A panel? It was a long time ago, but it had somebody that uh, voiced T-Hawk in the Street Fighter game.
1: Oh, boy. Must have been Alpha 3.
0: Yeah, he's like, DC Douglas. He explained, and this is what he said. Think about Resident Evil 1. Think of Sergio Jones playing uh, Albert Wesker in that 1 uh, and and how everyone talks about how his performance was horrible. You know what? He's a good actor, he says. sounds horrible because they probably had 300 lines on an Excel sheet and you had no idea about the context of the scene. So you just keep repeating the line. So it's like, open that door or don't open that door. Uh, Let's just do three different takes on that. Open the door, open the door, open the door.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. They probably didn't really have any uh, direction. It Mm. was just, uh, I think. Uh, the Japanese guys came over here and just kind of somebody who spoke probably okay. English probably handled a lot of that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And uh Hideo Kojima, I know with his games, he had a American team pretty much direct the American voice actors because uh, there was an interview with David Hayter. And everybody always asks him this question. You're like, oh, how is Hideo Kojima? And he's like, you know what? I never met him. <laughs> he's like, I met him once at like a, a party or uh, an award show. But he's like, I never met him uh, while I was doing the game because uh, Konami just sent one of their American people to go do the the voice acting and stuff. And I found that interesting. And that, I think that's where they pretty much learn that they they didn't want to be like Resident Evil, where it was just bad voice acting. Uh, but again, with the bad voice acting, didn't mean that it was terrible. It was fucking funny, and you really didn't mind it, it. Mind it back then, like I think if it was today, yeah, it would be funny to like me and you because we grew up with that bad acting.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But I think in this modern crowd, if something like that was in a video game, I think they would be pretty mad because you had games like God of War (laughs) and The Last of Us that, you know, had good voice acting.
1: Like, when that came out, that was at a time when there was very little voice acting in games or mm -hmm. any kind of acting, even FMV. And the thing is, that was kind of standard back then. None of it was ever really any good. It was all pretty hammy or bad. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty much the norm when it came out. And, like, and that's what I'm thinking about right now is when I first played this and you know, I heard all his voice acting and I saw the cutscene, I was used to that. So I didn't really react like, oh my god, this is terrible. I was like uh, 11 or something and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I just kept going. But looking back on it now and how things kept changing and getting better, now it's like, it's terrible, but it's funny.
0: Yeah, I I didn't really start cherishing voice acting until Metal Gear. Like, Mm -hmm. that was the first game I was like, wow, like, this is really awesome. I mean, it was over the top, but it was still great compared to like Resident Evil. It was like, don't open
1: that door. (laughs) Or, uh, Barry. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Barry! <laughs> hell, hell, there's like a big difference between Resident Evil two and one, and that's that's something like I never really understood. Was uh, people seem to want to say that all of the old Resident Evil games have bad voice acting in them? But honestly, there's a pretty big jump from one to two.
0: Mm-hmm. Two, and, two got a little uh, better.
1: Yeah, and then three was uh, three. The the person <laughs> that got to play Jill was actually a a TV actress and stuff. She actually had pretty. Pretty good amount of acting experience at that point.
0: And I think they had better directing as the thing went on. I think the only thing that was kind of funny uh, in Resident Evil 3, uh, Nemesis, was the Carlos and Nikolai. Like, those were just like, eh, it's a little terrible. But
1: Carlos was, yeah, pretty hokey.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, voice acting was terrible, but good, terrible. It's uh, good, bad. Any any final say on uh, voice acting before we move on?
1: Um, no. Other than there's a series of funny videos on YouTube called Resident Hazard, <laughs> and they're all made by this guy who he used to be on the that guy with the glasses website. His name is Phalus. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he made these in his just as a side project back when he was on there, and it was it, all he would do is he would cut and paste all of the voice acting lines in different scenes and he would change the models and stuff. So any, any line could go anywhere without, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter because their mouths didn't move or anything. There was nothing to sync. <laughs> <laughs> so he made all kinds of like just audio gags, just based off of lines being done out of context or something like that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Right, so before we move on and I'll do another cut for the YouTubes is here's another montage of just bad acting. <laughs> so there you go. Um, anyway, let's move on to the section of journals and um we're kinda kinda gonna touch on the Resident Evil remake that came out on the gamecube and then eventually it came out to p s two and then other systems and you know Capcom loves to remaster a lot of games <laughs> you'll oh, yeah. you'll find that out in Street Fighter and then Resident Evil mm-hmm um but I, I kind of want to touch on this game, uh, Deadly Silence for the DS. When I first went to uh, the video rental store, I was like, hmm, this DS game here is interesting. Another Resident Evil. I didn't I didn't hear about this. So I popped it in the DS and I'm like, it's Resident Evil one. And I was like, I was like, I, I didn't want to play it on handheld and it, it felt weird playing it on hand, handheld. What do you think about the game?
1: Oh, well, when I first heard about it, I kind of didn't really want to get into it for pretty much the reason you just said. I even, I even had a DS at the time and I'm just like, eh, I don't really think I need to play that again. But then, uh, one of my friends got it, if I remember right. And he's like, Oh, it's cool. You should check it out. And I, at the time I was working at GameStop <clears throat> and, uh, I think I checked out a copy of it that got traded in there or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I played it for a little while, and then after I figured out, oh, this is an, basically an enhanced kind of port tailored specifically for the DS with all kinds of additions and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I want to get this now, and I, I played through it. Like, I played it straight, both Joe and Chris, and then I didn't play it again for a while after that.
0: Was that, but was that the wanted, one where you could take the stylus and you could do the knife on the, the second screen?
1: Yeah, there's like uh you could do like a classic mode where it doesn't have all the added DS stuff. Um and then you, I think they call it rebirth mode uh where it does have all that stuff. Like there's uh different puzzles that involve you using the touchscreen and stuff like that, like brand new puzzles. Um and there's a part where like uh you're trying to save Richard, like he he actually dies while you're talking to him. <laughs> And you give you can give him like CPR, and you're supposed to breathe into a little microphone thing on the DS.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that. My friend did that. I was like, "What are you doing?"
1: <laughs> <He's> trying <laughs> to save Richard. But it's funny though because if you give him too much breath, his chest bursts and like a bunch of blood flies out. It's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, there's a and then there's like the knife thing. Yeah, you'll go into a room. And there, are a bunch of crows will fly at you, or like zombies will come, and you just kind of slash them. It's kind of a fun little mini game that kind of just breaks things up. Like I liked it, and the uh, the character models and stuff actually look a little better on this version.
0: Mm-hmm. I think but the, the re- resolution was a little better because of it was handheld. Just like every handheld, like the Nintendo Switch, like when you put it into dock mode, it'd be like, oh, it looks disgusting on TV. But when you play it in handheld mode, it's like, oh, this, this looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a double edged sword though, because it's like, oh, the the three D stuff was better. But all the pre-rendered backgrounds, they did suffer a little bit because of the compression and everything and being on that little uh, cart, chip, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I can think of is, uh, I think they added a reload button and there was like, uh, they didn't have the knife in the inventory anymore. It was just like a button you held and they would produce the knife kind of like in Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And they added the quick turn and all that other stuff they added in later. So it was kind of like an updated version of it, really.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like they were testing things out for, like, maybe new games. And they implemented, like, the knife and the quick turn around. I believe, did that come out in Resident Evil 0?
1: No, quick turn came in 3, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: They had quick turn and the dodge. You could, like, dodge roll and stuff.
0: Which Resident Evil 2 Remake needs a dodge button. (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh it's fine you you learn you can learn to dodge it's like you'll you'll get good at it if you play as uh the fourth survivor or you play tofu then you have to get good at it
0: yeah i I need to learn the moves um to kind of touch on the resident evil remake when it came out on gamecube uh i remember getting that game and uh this is going to be kind of a hard take on it but i Love that they updated the graphics and they added a few new things i just didn't like that the new things they added confused the shit out of me like it still had the backtracking and everything but there was like new puzzles like you had a do you remember the statue one where you put the i forget it was either a knife or a key in the ground and if you took the key out like (laughs) the sword would with the statue would start chasing you and kill you and stuff
1: yeah, it was like, you're trying to get the one of the armor keys or something like that, and then if you tried to solve it too early, it was a trap. Because mm-hmm. you needed something else to, to replace uh, the piece you were trying to take or whatever. And then, like, this suit of armor would come with, like, a shield full of spikes, and it would just crush you.
0: Yeah, and you know. I just, I, I don't know. I'm not the type of person that when you change a lot of stuff, it, uh, it's a good thing. I I kind of like my old school uh, director's cut PlayStation 1 game, and I always mm-hmm. recommend that, but I do appreciate that they upgraded it and made it look all nice and pretty and stuff. Uh, I didn't like the crimson heads <laughs> in the Resident Evil 1 remake. It scared the shit out of me when I saw a zombie just started chasing me and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a game changer right there.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you like about the Resident Evil re- Remake
1: uh everything <laughs> if i'm being honest i liked every. it's probably one of my favorite games of all time really um and I-, I like i liked how they changed the puzzles and stuff and like really like being honest that game has kind of always been held up as the example of this is how you do a good remake of the game because yeah. it took pretty much everything the old one did and improved on it in some kind of way or made it different without it really feeling like to a lot of people that they change too much.
0: Nice. Is there anything you hated about it? Like anything you disliked a little bit?
1: The only thing I don't really, I didn't really like about it, and this is just so minor, it's kind of like really nitpicky because uh, it doesn't matter that much, is when you would consecutively beat the game over and over, you keep unlocking things. And I don't like all of the bonus things in that game because it gets to a point to where it can get kind of annoying. Like, you'll unlock the forest zombie that can just he'll he'll chase you and explode and insta kill you. <laughs> um, and you can unlock a version of it where he's invisible. And Like, really? like why would you want it? Yes, it's like why would you want to play that? That's at least that's the way I always looked at it. Um, that's torture. It is. It's like, it's masochism. <laughs>
0: Imagine if there's an Invisible Hunter, which there probably is, and if you keep on beating the game, or like, oh, here's an Invisible Hunter. There you go.
1: I think there was a mode where the, the enemies would be invisible uh, oh. in that. And that's like, I don't want to play that. <laughs> and I think there was one where it was like a real survival or something like that, where it made it to where the item boxes were not linked anymore. So... It would be kind of like Resident Evil Zero. You'd have to run back, get all your shit, and then go back to the other place where you're currently, you know, working on stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I would always do is, when I got to the point where I unlocked the the forest zombie or any of that other stuff, I would just delete my file <laughs> and then just start over because I just did, it makes it to where you have to play it with that stuff. You, there's no option to say no, I don't want to do that right now.
0: Oh, no, that's terrible.
1: So you know, you just delete your file and start over. It's not like these games are long or anything. So mm-hmm. eh, it never really bothered me that much.
0: Yeah, the only real reason why I think this game is at least a little bit long, uh, sometimes, is the backtracking. If they didn't have the backtracking, I think it would be a really short game. So I think they fluffed it up a, a lot to to have uh, backtracking, so that you you know you have to go all the way back to get this key, and then go back there to fight the boss, and then you have to go through a herd of, like, zombies or hunters. And it's always challenging because every time when you backtrack, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's what I like about the Resident Evil games because you're like, oh, man, I got to go through that hallway again. Holy shit, why are there two liquors here? What the fuck is going on?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always throw something new at you.
0: Yeah, especially the Resident Evil 2 remake. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, yeah. Speaking of good remakes.
0: Yep. Um... And to kind of touch up on some other games, there was a rail shooter that came out on the Wii, the original Wii. Uh, The Dark Side Chronicles were, uh, it's like a light gun game. It it kind of puts you on a rail shooter and you shoot zombies and it goes through the plot. It doesn't, it's not like Resident Evil uh, 1 on the PS1 and Saturn or the remake. It's kind of weird. I only played it once, and I was like, "What is this?"
1: Oh, it loosely follows the story. Like it, it, it kind of does it. And like, instead of you know, if you're playing the Mansion Incident, you're playing as Chris and Jill together. Or if you're playing by yourself and you have no friends, you pick one. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's basically what it does. It loosely follows the, the the story there, and in Zero, and I think three. Um. And there, it even handles some side things, uh, like in Resident Evil 2, where, like, you play as a part where, it, after Ada escapes Leon, you know, where it looks like she dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Shows her how she escapes and gets out of there. And it, you play as Honk, and you play as Wesker after he gets killed by the tyrant and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it was a nice little addition. I think I just, I get confused when Capcom kind of throws these, like, curveballs at you and be like oh you want another resident evil guess what it's a rail shooter have fun <laughs> new resident evil game <laughs> and i think that's what i i have like a love hate relationship with capcom because they would announce this new game but you would never know what you would get like when um uh, the recent shooter that came out i was like oh what's this umbrella uh, game that came out i forgot the title because i never uh once I found out what it was when it was a competitive shooter, I was like, I don't want a competitive shooter. I want another Resident Evil.
1: Umbrella core. There you go. Yeah, I heard about that, and I had, like, no interest at all. I'm like, I don't want to fucking play that. That's not what I want. Like, it's okay to try to do, like, little side games, but I feel like they have to be things that feel natural. Like, that's a natural offshoot. Like, when they made uh, Operation Raccoon City, which is a meh game, uh-huh. it at least... Like you're like, yeah, I can see playing that. That does that's the Resident Evil game, sure.
0: Yeah, and then like when they throw these other like revelations and Survivor and Dead Aim, like I appreciate that because it's within the universe and they have a story with it. But when you have like a competitive shooter, the the, the community does not want that.
1: No. The fan base does not want that kind of stuff at all. It's it's mostly single player driven.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: like and then it's like, there's always that joke, too, about like, oh, Resident Evil carts or stuff or Resident Evil Turbo. It, it, the same thing happened to Silent Hill. It's like when, when it was still alive. Yeah. People would always be like, oh, what's what's Konami going to do now? Well, now they just make pachinko machines out of it. So <laughs> whatever.
0: Hopefully Capcom does not make p- p- king, p- p- pachinko machines. I can't speak.
1: Oh, as... they already have. Oh, really? Yeah, but it, there's already a pachinko machine for uh, Resident Evil. It's it's actually really funny, though, because I saw a clip of this. Uh, it's weird, because it's kind of like you play it, but you see cut scenes of the game going by, too. That, but they're all original. <laughs> they, they use assets of the remake. But there's this one part, I saw it in a video one time, where like Chris finds Forrest, and then Forrest still has some intelligence and he begs Chris to kill him and put him out of his misery <laughs> in zombie form. So Chris shoots him with the rocket launcher and he explodes and he goes, thank you. As he, fa- he fades into <laughs> ash. It's amazing. You can uh, probably find it on YouTube. Look up like Res Evil Pachinko cut or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll add that in the video. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, since that's kind of like all the, renditions of resident evil one there's many to choose from from many systems so just look look on ebay look on gamestop you'll find it mm-hmm. um since we're in the journal section of this uh this part uh are there any good documents or like journals that you found in the game that like you like to read or were you just like ah it's just words and stuff and tell me where that i could solve the puzzle and the passwords and that
1: Oh no! I I always read all the files in these games. It, it started with this one because it was just like to me. I, you were learning more about what happened because if you don't do that, then you're you're missing out on a lot of the story.
0: Mm-hmm. There um, is there is one, and sorry to cut you off. There's one. There's one that I kind of appreciated. Uh, wait, I think I. N- was this the right one? Oh, yeah, th- this is the right one, where you find the research letter of uh, to Ada, pretty much, from uh-huh, John. yeah, f- from John. Yeah, I, I, when, because I played Resident Evil 2 first, and then I went back to one, I was like, oh, there actually was a John. <laughs> so she wasn't lying, because, you know, Ada, y- you can never trust Ada.
1: No. And what was really, what was really, sorry about that. But what was really cool about that file, and I just learned, I just, it clicked for me from just playing through it recently on the stream, mm-hmm. is when he says he he tells Ada because that's who he's writing to in the letter. It's like, yeah, you know, the the passwords to get into the system, and then there's one more password to unlock the level two door. You'll you'll know how to figure it out. And it's like that weird painting with the the blue light and stuff like that. Yeah. And you have to decipher it now. When you decipher the code, it says mole. <laughs> so, he kind of like hit her one one last time. Was like, I know you're 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 a fucking spy, <laughs> and I never caught that before.
0: <laughs> yeah, until uh, until the stream, right? Correct.
1: Yeah, I just for some reason that just never clicked with me until like then.
0: Yeah, and uh, what I find funny about the letter is like I want you to expose uh, umbrella. And the spoiler I mean, this game has been out for re- forever, Resident Evil 2. Um, yeah. She's working for Wesker pretty much and trying to get the G-Virus from uh, Annette and William so that Wesker could have it. And I guess either A, use it or sell it in the market. So, I believe
1: back then the motivation was to sell it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think also in the remake was to sell it too. So I think both motivations there yeah, that's the one that uh, kind of brought my attention. I, I always liked reading some of the files because would be like, oh, you know, these these people are biting, you know, biting other people. What's going on here?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then you would obviously read the memos so that you know what's going on with a puzzle. So that that's another thing. But what is your favorite uh, document that you found in the game?
1: Oh, um, that one you said was a pretty good one, uh, but I think my favorite is probably the, the four itchy, tasty one.
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the, one where you, the zombie pops out of the closet. It's like kind of implying, oh, that's the guy he wrote, who wrote this memo. He, there he is in his own closet, <laughs> but, um, that's, it's iconic because everybody kind of knows that, Hmm. Um, and I was like that was also a good iconic scare from the game. It's like, oh, you find the the diary and then you read it, and he pops out uh oh, it's because it's cool though because it was a it was a story where it showed in real time the guy was changing slowly and it was affecting him, and it was affecting his writing. It got to that point, so you got to like see that
0: mhm, yeah, that's one scene where um the first time I got scared shitless when that happened, but then like every time I play it and I'm like, "Oh, watch this, guys! Like how, how you did on the stream. You're like watch, I'm gonna read this and then boom, pop out of the closet."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just for me playing this game like I don't know 15 times or something. <laughs>
0: like- yeah. So um, you know, if you if you're if this is your first time listening to this podcast and playing Resident Evil games, I recommend you reading the the files in every Resident Evil game because some of it's funny and some of it actually helps you to proceed in puzzles and the game itself.
1: That aside, it's just extra lore. It's just stuff that helps make the you know helps flesh out the story more.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's always good to see like you know, actual like, like finding out like William Burke and, in, in raising seeing all his memos and, you know, seeing John and Resident Evil one, it's just, that's where the lore comes in and you find out like what every character is talking about, like, Oh, that's what they were referencing from that memo. And that person that wrote that memo.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, moving on, uh, to personal stories. Do you have any personal stories about Resident Evil 1?
1: Oh. Not really, just because it was. uh, I would just always play a lot of games in my downtime, and it it would never be anything real special. So, like, I guess, really, if I had to go on a personal story, it would probably be the first time I played it. Mm And, geez, I think I got it. Oct. october ninety seven that's when I got like the director's cut or whatever, yeah, or it was the dual shock or that, and I was like hooked immediately into playing that game, and I just wanted to keep playing it uh until I beat it <laughs> and At that point, I think it had actually been a little while since I played a game like that uh again, I think the last one that really hooked me like that real bad was probably uh Sonic and Knuckles on Sega Genesis. <laughs>
0: Um personal story about me, uh obviously like I said, I played Resident Evil 2 first and then I went back and played Resident Evil One. I got the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Now I remember going to um uh, it wasn't like a GameStop or a Funko Land, it was like a mama papa shop. And I remember they were saying I want Resident Evil One and then somebody's like, Well which one? And obviously because they had the Sega Saturn. And uh the dual shock version and the director's cut. And I remember seeing um I guess it was Chris with a shotgun on the on the, the yeah. cover with spiders yeah, the, and
1: yeah, that's the original cover, yeah. Yeah,
0: I remember seeing that and then the director's cut is just a cutout of Chris with the shotgun and then uh just the title and stuff. And then there was another uh another one with the zombie on the cover, and it had Resident Evil Director's Cut. I got the one with Chris uh, cut out, and then I believe there was a demo. Yeah, it was a demo of Resident Evil 2 that came with the Director's Cut with the Chris on it. So that's how I got introduced, not introduced, but I was like, oh, I p- I played that game already. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's my personal story, but and it the only personal thing I could talk about is pretty much that I thought it was an okay game uh, I still think Resident Evil 2 is way better than Resident Evil 1 uh, but we'll talk about that, about that at the end where we rank Resident Evil 1 uh, we're going to be ranking it on our own ranking list for me and Zach and then uh, after we talk about all the games we'll have a final ranking of every game
1: Ooh, that's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think it's going to change because I'm going to be replaying a lot of these games and I might appreciate a game that I hated and it might move up. So we'll see on that one.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: Uh, Let's move on to the next section. I call this a Jill sandwich because it's kind of the the meaty portion of (laughs) the game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay.
0: So uh, cue the... Oh my god, you were almost a Jill sandwich from Barry Burton. So that would be great to put in there. So I put a couple of questions here. Uh, Who do you prefer to play as? Jill. (laughs) Was it because you got the Beretta right away?
1: No, it's just because she has more item spaces, and it just cuts down on running around and stuff like that, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, um... When I first played this game, I picked Chris because I was like, I'm a man. <laughs> so I picked Chris. I did the same thing in Resident Evil 2. I was like, I'm going to be Leon first. And then I ended up liking Claire better because she had the machine gun and grenade launcher. Um, but I put Chris. And I'm like, where's my fucking gun? What, do, what is going on here? And then like you see the zombie and I'm like, I don't have a gun. I'm, uh, I, I don't go back to Barry Burton. I run down the hallway.
1: <laughs> That's all you can do. <laughs>
0: yeah, like an idiot. And then I, I obviously found out to go to Barry Burton, and then he shoots him with his big ass fucking magnum. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I do prefer to play as Jill Valentine because of the extra slots and the grenade launcher, and you have the Beretta with a clip, not a not a magazine, a clip.
1: <laughs> oh Japan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because translation, um. What is your favorite boss?
1: Oh, I uh, think a s- tyrant, probably.
0: Yeah, I think so far we're we're two for two on the same thing. I prefer the tyrant one and two. Uh, when you first mm-hmm. see the tyrant in the tank, I thought it was really fucking cool. And then the ending where you have to put up the flare for Brad. Um, seeing tyrant two come out i was like oh god and then shoot it with the rocket launcher i thought it was badass um all the other bosses the snake i hated uh because <laughs> i was like i'm in a small room with this big ass snake I-
1: yeah that was just kind of annoying because it's so cramped and then like where you're in that attic and then that beam kind of gets in the way mm-hmm. so it can be really easy sometimes. Like, like I just played and I downed him in six shots from the the bazooka with acid rounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he died that easy? Okay. But there's been times I can remember where I've played and he'll do this shit where he'll like kind of wrap around you and you'll get trapped in him because he went around you. Yeah. And you can't move. So you just have to pretty much try to shoot him and hope you have enough healing items.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and you face it like two times. And I'm like, God, go away, snake. <laughs> uh, I thought the spider was cool um, The plant was another Kind of like snake thing Where you're in this like Semi small room because it was a mansion So like a small room Is like a, a living room in a normal house With this plant in the middle of it Just whipping <laughs> whipping at you
1: That's what it looks like actually Yeah, It looks like you're just in like some freaking Den and then there's like a giant ass Plant in the middle of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it was funny because you were playing on a Saturn and they didn't have an auto aim. Uh, so, watching you play that scene and missing every shot, I was dying laughing. I know it was pissing you off probably, but, but it I, was. Because <laughs> I remember, I was like, "Why is he missing?" I was like, "I remember easily just you know pointing and it would shoot." And then you said there was no auto aim, and I'm like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> that yeah. sucks."
1: The old version, the original versions of the game on both systems, they didn't have auto main so it's like remember that if you ever go back and play it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I don't there was just no memorable boss battles besides the spider and the tyrant, in my opinion.
1: Oh, I liked Plant Forty Two because it was kind of a puzzle. Like it, that part's optional; you don't have to do that, but. If you do, it is a lot easier Then, if you're Jill, depending on how you do stuff. I mean, Barry can just kill them for you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I I thought it was kind of unique, but it's not really my favorite. I I give it props, I guess.
0: Yeah. And the tire just look fucking badass. With, I remember in um, high school? uh, No, middle school. me and my friend, we made a GeoCities Resident Evil uh, fan club site that <laughs> yeah. that only me and my classmates were uh, visit and all that stuff. And we would draw like all the the bosses and stuff. Like I drew Resident Evil Zero Scorpion, he he drew the Tyrant and stuff. So we traded like pictures of the drawings and stuff. It was cool. That's why I missed the '90s and the early 2000s a lot. Cause
1: you can make an angel fire website or a geo cities or a live journal. Yeah.
0: There's no, there's no Facebooks or Twitters and stuff for people to like downvote your fucking stuff. And you know, but that's another story.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Real quick. I forgot to mention this. We, we were talking about who we preferred to play as. And you mentioned Chris. Um, that I think I did try to play as Chris at first, and then uh, I think I beat the game as him anyway. But like over time, as I played more of these games, and then I would go back and play this one,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I started to figure out like, man, Chris is like really incompetent or something, because he lost his freaking gun. Like, what happened? Did he just drop it outside? <laughs> yeah, like, he pick he picks up Jill's. That's what happens. He goes back out in the hallway. He's like, where did everybody go? And Her guns laying there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I figured out this thing where any time you play as Chris in any of these games, there's always something wrong with it It, in some kind of aspect. I call it the Chris curse. (laughs) And in the first game, it's he has six item spaces. He needs to get small keys. He doesn't start with a gun. His loadout isn't as good as Jill's.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And then you play Code Veronica and – it's like he does that cutscene where he's rock climbing up there. He he he's he's landed on the Rockford Island and he's like got a duffel bag full of guns. You know what happens? He fucking drops it. <laughs> he drops the gun, all the the duffel bag full of fucking guns, and all he has is a Glock now.
0: God damn it, Chris.
1: <laughs> then you play Resident Evil Five, and Resident Evil Five is a whole other can of worms.
0: Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll talk about that where he you know he says fuck guns and he starts punching boulders, but. <laughs>
1: Then you have six. You play. As, you say Chris has the most boring part in six. I would argue. Yeah, I'm just hey. I'm there's a pattern.
0: <laughs> and then, I mean, we see him in seven. Did you play the Chris thing in seven?
1: No, I didn't play the DLC yet.
0: I think that's what we'll probably do before that episode. That's a long way. That's that's the end. <laughs> um, but anyway since we're talking about parts here, what was your favorite part of the game? Like, was there a scene? Was there a puzzle? Was there a... um, Just part of the game where you're like, I fucking love this area.
2: Oh, um...
1: I think, to me, it was always when you would go back to the mansion after you finished the guardhouse. Mm -hmm. Because... Then at that point, you can explore the rest of it finally, and um, that's also when you get the the Magnum, the Colt Python. Yeah. And then you can kind of let loose a little bit with it, and just start you know blowing hunters away with it in one shot. So that it, to me, it was always fun to kind of run around and just like clear the halls and stuff, and then see what the rest of the locked doors had behind them that you couldn't open before.
0: Mm -hmm. cool I think mine's gonna be cheesy I guess is when you confront uh, Wesker pretty much (laughs) and uh, when you see Wesker pretty much get (laughs) bitch slapped by the tyrant and the whole time you think he's dead and then um, he again with the voice acting it's just terrible and finally seeing that tyrant for the first time in the tank i thought it was just badass i was like oh it's finally on that's where i was like oh this is game mode right now because you know i played resident evil 2 i played like three versions of uh birkin and now i'm gonna be facing you know their final uh boss in that game so that was my favorite part yeah let's move on to weapons uh what were your favorite weapons in the game
1: Oh, uh, the shotgun for sure, mm-hmm um, plus it that was that was the start of the trend where you could like if you would aim up on a zombie, you could blow their head off and instantly kill them
0: Yeah, that was awesome.
1: Um, and then the the probably the Colt Python after that, just because it was like so fucking powerful.
0: mm-hmm. mine is the the magnum and the grenade launcher.
1: Bazooka, they call it a bazooka.
0: Oh yeah, that's right, the translation. <laughs> God damn it, Japan. <laughs> but but they, they they fixed it in Resident Evil 2. They're like they're like, oh this is a grenade launcher, not a bazooka.
1: <laughs> yeah, they actually went and found one, like whoever's in charge of that, like to identify a grenade launcher and properly like, you know, model it instead of like the one that was in the first game. It's funny cuz when you examine all the weapons except for like I think the flamethrower it mm-hmm. gives you like a detailed description like this is a, a Remington M uh, 1100 shotgun pump action blah 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 but like when you examine the bazooka it just says it's a glo- it's loaded with explosive rounds. <laughs> it's all, okay, well I thought I was you're going to tell me what kind of gun this was.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I I have to think Capcom watched Terminator Two Judgment Day when they uh, named it the grenade launcher because it looks just like the grenade launcher from T uh, <laughs> Two in Terminator.
1: Fuck, Resident Evil Two has a lot in common with Terminator Two.
0: Oh yeah, definitely Mister <laughs> X.
1: <laughs> Not just that, just like how it is compared to the first one. It's like. Well, you like first Terminator. It's different, but then you play, then you watch Terminator two, and it's like, oh my god, this is like Terminator on steroids. I uh, actions crazy. It's Residual two is the same in a lot of
0: ways. It's like the holy grail of the the franchise, pretty much. Yeah. All right, and then the final question here in the Jill sandwich is, what is your best rank? And guess what? Uh, Go ahead, Zach. I was,
1: I was going to say triple S plus. <laughs> Triple S plus. <laughs>
0: I wish. I wish there was a triple S plus. That sounds like a a Burger King sandwich in some way. <laughs> um, there is no rank in Resident Evil One. Nope. Resident Evil Two is when they start implementing like ranks and you know how many deaths you have, how many saves save you made, and all that stuff. So yeah, there was no rank. So uh, let's let's do it this way. How long did you first beat the game? Was it? Oh, uh, I, don't think... I
1: don't, I don't remember my old time. I, I'm gonna say it was probably around seven or eight hours the first time I played it.
0: Yeah, and I, I would have to say the same thing for me because you know playing Resident Evil Two and then going back to one, I, I kind of knew the ropes going in there. Um, but you don't speed run the game, right? Do You try to get like a best uh, score in any way. Is that no? Any...
1: I'm not really a speedrunner. I just kind of play leisurely, but like at the same time because I know where a lot of stuff is, is I can still get like a a decent time. Mm -hmm. Like I think when I just finished this one, I think my time ended up being like five and a half hours.
0: Yeah, that's not bad.
1: It's a little bit lower than what the average is. I think
0: there's people that like do it within like an hour or two, and I'm just like have fun with the game
1: (laughs) that's fun to them they're just different kind of people man
0: (laughs) it's not a competition david (laughs) play the game they make
1: it one people found a way to make resident evil competitive it's it's morphed into its own sub community of resident evil speedrunners
0: that's how i found out about the the stanky leg walk where you just tap the button and you go faster when you're in like critical condition pretty much (laughs) Because I, I actually watched a speedrunner. She's like, oh, my God, I'm in danger mode. Don't worry about this. And then she starts tapping the, the deep head up. And she's doing, like, this funky walk. But it's going faster than what she normally is. Wow. Yeah. All those hacks. <laughs> um. Yeah. And that is the Jill sandwich portion. Uh, I, I I named this section Brad, get us out of here, pretty much. Uh, Brad Brad Becker's being the helicopter pilot at the end of Resident Evil 1 Um, we're going to rank Resident Evil 1 right now Uh, the reason why I chose 13 uh, 1 through 13 is because there is 13 mainstream games we're not going to count like Dark Side Chronicles and Deadly Silence and stuff Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 yada 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 so I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna start with you first, Zach. So where are you gonna put uh Resident one? Uh one being that it's the best and thirteen being the least best.
1: Ooh, um Well I wanna say right now there'll probably be f- five. We'll say five.
0: You know, five? All right, let me, yeah five? Alright, I'll put five right now for now. And then I'll eventually edit that later. <laughs> um, interesting. I'm going to put it at 7 for me. Okay. So, again, this is just, it, it could change. By episode 7 and all the parts that we do, it could either go up or it could go down. So, keep that in mind.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much part one of our uh, first episode here of the birth episode, because the reason why we called it the birth episode is because this is the birth of pretty much Resident Evil and survival horror games in a way. I mean, they had it back then in in the uh, NES and SNES and DOS games, but it didn't really explode until Resident Evil, in my opinion.
1: That's pretty much true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, because (laughs) kind of quick before I sign us off. It's like when I heard that there was like horror games in like and NES and DOS games. I was like, there's nothing really scary about it besides like a spooky picture (laughs) and something chasing you on the screen and stuff. Other than that, like when you go into 3D modeling, like Resident Evil, that scared the shit out of me. Like when the dogs came out of the windows that was mm-hmm. scary like in resident Evil 3 when a nemesis just crushes through a wall fucking yes. scary
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah um i hope you guys like this uh this is gonna take a really long time to do but uh I, i'll say we'll get this done in like four months because we have to cover all these games <laughs> yeah but uh how do you feel about this zach are, are you having fun so far
1: yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I can talk about these games anytime, anywhere, because uh, they're among some of my favorite.
0: Yeah, I and, and I agree with that. I could talk Resident Evil just how I could talk wrestling and how I could talk Metal Gear. I could talk it forever. Um, yeah. But to catch us, we are on YouTube. Uh, this is a Game Journal uh, presented uh, podcast. It's the Nemesis Project. And we also will have an audio format on our nerdreview.com which will be on Podbean which is novnetwork.podbean.com which I'll have an audio version so if you don't want to watch your videos where I have the cuts of all the the montage of the bad acting and the gameplays and stuff, uh, if you just want to listen to this, that, that will be over there. But until next time I'll do a little Chris here. No! Don't go!
1: They'll be back.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll be back for part two of the Nemesis Project, starring Resident Evil Two. See you guys later.
2: See ya.